Hi Geekscapists, welcome to episode 154 of Geekscape. This is your weekly movies, video games, and comic book podcast. We're your host, Jonathan London, that's this guy right here on screen left, uh, sits down with a guest from the world of movies, video games, and comics and talks, uh, you know, basically about the latest news and reviews. This week I've got Tom Pinchuk. He's a comic book writer. I met him at a Long Beach Comic Con this past year. Mm-hmm. And, um... Made a lot of good friends there. We did make a lot of it friends. Did. Yeah, I mean, we went we went down and did the Comics on Comics panel. We then did karaoke that night, and you were hanging out with the they, karaoke. They... That was... That's still a bone of frustration for me, man. What happened? Okay, because I was at... All right... <laughs> I was all set. I love to do that, man. Anytime I get to do rock band, I totally rock out on the okay. mic. Anything, everything I lack in actual like harmony, voice quality, talent when it comes to singing, <laughs> what do I make up for in? What do you think I make? Oh, uh, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. Yeah. Showmanship. Showmanship. Showmanship, man. I, I I put it out there. So I was all pumped because actually it was pretty cool what they had there. It wasn't just straight. It wasn't just straight karaoke. Yeah, they, they had a band. They had a band backing yeah. you up. So I was all set. They had. Go to get to do Crazy Train, right? And they just kept me waiting. What? Yeah, I'm like, it's like an hour and a half is going by. Like, I know you got to wait at karaoke, but like for crying out loud, man! Like, you I think mean, it was a personal vendetta? I don't know. I mean, probably st- st- things probably. happen. Things happen. You know, there's I mean, chaos. I, there's I mean, chaos in the world. I, I mean, don't try to understand. I don't like why. your face. Why would they? I'm kidding. <laughs> I think you're awesome. Uh, Tom, uh, Tom is the author of a. Let's talk about the the comic, okay? Put your comic out there for the kids, because I read it. It made me feel weird. <laughs> well, when you read the hardcover, you're gonna want to wash your hands too, but in a good way. Okay, so the book is called Hybrid Bastards, and it's about creatures born in an epic practical joke. So it's about the great god Zeus, and uh-huh. as we know, he's a randy guy, likes to cheat on his wife Hera. Yeah, and I mean that's there. Like like Zeus is humping like cows and turning into shit so that people. Will Bang them and stuff. I mean, that's all in the, yeah. all, the all, all the gods were all were basically your uncle Tony. Exactly, <laughs> you know, exactly. But I think it's like you know, take that a step further. What happens when Hera has enough of it? You right. know, she's going to get revenge. And how do you do that? What is the most humiliating way to get revenge on your husband who's been cheating on you with anything that walks? Uh, kids cut off his penis. A little bit of that. A little bit of that too. You get him. You get him to have affairs with things that don't walk. Okay. So she casts a spell on him. Okay. That makes him, for one ferocious eye, it's basically like one crazy bender. He conceives hundreds and hundreds of creatures, these monsters with inanimate objects. So with the wall, with a car, with a pile of laundry, and because he's a god, he's got like the uh, the godly the magic semen. seed. Yeah. The magic seed. These inanimate objects get pregnant. So like your your poster of kickboxer here. Mm-hmm. If he got it pregnant, it'd be bulging out. Like some like baby thing, like, and then nine months later, yeah, it would pop up, and you'd have a kid who was a living kickboxer poster. But I mean, but but he's the but are are these kids the main characters of the they book? They are, they are, because it's like he doesn't. That's the diabolical thing. See, he's loving, he likes it. You know, the diabolical thing about this is Hera doesn't tell him about it until eighteen years after the fact. Oh, so now all these kids are grown up. They're grown up now, and they want their daddy's acceptance. And he's disgusted by them. Okay. He wants them swept under the rug, but they're not going to go quietly. Okay. And those four main ones are the ones who they're going to force their father to recognize them. And it's some of their schemes are genius. Uh-huh. Some of them are totally idiotic. Uh-huh. And as crazy as that sounds, man, that's only the beginning. Oh, uh, how old were you when your dad left? Good pitch. <laughs> Good pitch. Like, um... You know, I you'll be here all day. Yeah, how how hard? I mean, how old were you? And did, I mean, what happened? What was it like? Is that him right there? That's no, it's right not him. Now. You haven't talked to him in eighteen years. Um, I mean, was he like, hey, or did you just leave in the night? Like, <laughs> did he leave a note? I mean, what are you fighting through with this fucked up idea for a comic book? Well, like, you what know, are the demons? Talk about that. The demons, the demons come from you know, as as uh, as lame as it sounds, it was taking five years of Latin class, having to take oh, five geez. years of Latin class in high school, and I am horrible at the language, man. Like if you had a gun to my head right now, like here, put, put the gun to my okay, head. Okay, okay. Motherfucker, well, speak Latin. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll you ice t- you. I I would be dead. Ice. I would be yeah. dead because I could not conjugate to You'd save my iced, life. Yeah. yeah. I would be iced, and I wish I and I wish I remember. <laughs> I wish I remember what that meant. 
Dude, I took two years of Latin, and all it helps me do is find root words. Yeah, root words, yeah. and but no, if you remember about that, fucked up comic book. Which well, you should already know if you speak Spanish. Right, right. Yeah. If you speak Spanish or any of the Latin languages. But you if, but if you, but but if you remember about that, is that it wasn't just language, it wasn't just the root words, it was also Roman culture mythology. Right. Yeah. So the thing about it was like you know like I watched like Jim Henson's The Storyteller when I was a kid. And, you know, Jason the Argonauts, Clash of the Titans, which is coming back, you know. But yeah. uh, I watched all that as a kid, but it's all, like, you know, boulderized, censored versions of the myths. Mm-hmm. So I'm in that class, and, like, I'm putting a lot more effort into finding out about the Greek Greek mythology to make up for the grade. You read the uncensored versions of it them. It's fucked. Yeah, it's like, I'm not even, I'm really not, I, 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 we, we, the hardcover's coming out in March, I did an afterword about it. And I just say, like, I really don't think I'm taking too much creative liberty. Right. Because... Zeus, Zeus comes to women in like like guises. You know, he disguises mm-hmm. himself. He comes to one as a swan, and there's another story where like she's in uh, the. Are these girl- bitches gonna fuck him anyway. They, Zeus, Zeus is a player. Zeus Gil- is a player. Gilmore can't get anybody to bang him. Maybe you should try like dressing up as like you know a toad or something. He's got to like no. He's got or maybe he's got like to get nah, the. <laughs> he's got to get like the you know the so, the beard. Be you know? you're gonna, you're gonna do, like, Thank you. Thank you. That no, would no, be no, it, it's not an improvement. I mean, if, if you come out and be like, "Hey, I'm Zeus. I'm king of the gods," you'd think they'd want to be into it. Well, but uh, he's got to trick them, which shows us geeks like. Come on, like if Zeus has it bad, what are you guys crying yeah, about? Yeah. Like it's hard. Yeah. Jiminy. Costume party. That's all I'm gonna say. That's what oh, I do. You know what I mean? Go. Like, like uh, that's why costume parties are so hot. Cause like, that's the easiest place to pick someone up. Girls right. don't want to sleep with you. They want to yeah. sleep with the persona, man. They want to sleep with. They want to sleep with dress, Ultraman. You dress as a fucking crab or something. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the one. I know. I, I know. I'm gonna I'll go back on this. But here's the one that, that stuck out with me the most, though. Crab. All right, the girls. The girls in 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 a cell because her her dad doesn't want. Oh, uh, it's pregnant. like a porno. Yeah. 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 Zeus can't it's like get Playmate to her. Of the apes. Yeah. Zeus, Zeus can't get to her. So okay. how do you how do you get to her? He turns into a golden shower and comes through. <laughs> get the fuck out of here! I am not get making this up. No, I am not making this up at all, man. Like go back. I think it was like, I think that was Perseus. Actually, that's that. You're not gonna see that in Clash <clears throat> of the Titans. Oh, that'd be amazing. But that that's how he gets how how Perseus gets conceived. I think. In a golden that's, shower, and that's that's the terminology they use. Well, that's how Clash of the Titans is going to get its three hundred style internet cred is yeah. with a golden, golden shower, shower scene. Golden shower scene, man. Tom, that's amazing. They didn't put that in. They fucked. Um, up. who's publishing this uh, this hardcover? In Archaea. March? Archaea. Archaea, no. the house that brought you Mouseguard and the Killer. No, Mouseguard is the the. Hi, we're not mice. We fight each other. And they're the ones that are. I mean, they they print the book out of format. They print they print the book in like a different. Yeah, it's format. like a landscape format. People love that. Book. They, I mean, I have, I've done signings with uh, Dave Peterson, who's, who's behind the book, and man, that is a humbling experience because it's like I, I'm there with my book. People are like perverts. Yeah, man. exactly. And, and and Dave is Dave is there, and people come from like Sweden, and there's wow. lines of people, and people come from Sweden. He's I would like, like for you to sign my mouse book. The, he's at the top of the list. He's on the top of their list. Wow. Like say a that. dead mouse on the table. Please sign it. I brought you an offering. <laughs> <laughs> I brought you an offering. I killed this mouse for you. Does it please you? That's my Swedish. <laughs> Smell it. Where has it been? Smell it. It arouse me. <laughs> it is a long flight back to Sweden. <laughs> I crossed the Rainbow Bridge to bring it this <laughs> That's exactly that's exactly what happened. Just pull up on a longboat at San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I arrived at your store so that you could sign my mouse gown. Why is it a Mexican now? I don't know <laughs> <laughs> because no, I, I, I'm not the best thespian. <laughs> well, I and mean, they probably come from Mexico too. Like this thing is 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 the biggest hit, man. Right, like, I mean, mouse I guard. No. I gotta read that, man. I tried reading the one that Michael A. Von Emming did about the, the oh the mice Templar mice Templar and, and beyond doing a couple voices on the show I didn't get much out of it. You know, I read a couple passages in voices. Actually, but... you, you want to tell you a funny Michael Emming story? Actually, yeah, sure. All right, so I like that guy. I mean, I like his artwork. I like his writing. It was it was kind of funny. Like when I was a kid, you know, Powers came out. And you were a kid when Powers came out? Like 13, man. My God. 23. I was. It was 2000. I was interning here in L.A. Got that. I picked that up in Northridge. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I, you know, Mike Owen is a great artist. And I just the only thing I just kind of didn't like as much about it was like he was kind of copying panels and I didn't really like that that mm-hmm. much. So this was in upstate New York. <laughs> you had no idea how much worse it would get to. <laughs> 
Okay. But, but this is in like upstate New York, so I go to this this comic store that's out of town, right? Just because I'm, you know, we're, we're, you know, my mom's going antique shopping, and I'm like, uh, you know, and all oh, there's a comic store. I go across the street to go get some comics. So I want to get a copy of like Ultimate Spider-Man number one, which I think just came out around that time too. And we got to talk about Bendis, and then talk, that led to Powers. And I'll always remember this. Of like, you know, you're John with the manager there because that's what you like to do at a yeah, comic store. So I bring that up about Powers. You know, I didn't like about how they, you know, they copied the panels. And he says to me, it's like, you know, it goes from being like, and it just the mood drops. He's like, listen to me, kid. You better watch what you say. Yeah, you, know, you, better, you, better, you better watch what you say. You're a 13-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah, because I know him, man. You know, come over to your house and kick your ass. So it goes from that. <laughs> That's like something you'd expect to laugh afterwards. You know what I mean? No, like no, no. It was nothing. Like it was really like just like it you got told really... a thirteen-year-old kid that yeah. Michael Lemming would go. So your that okay. that bugged the hell out of me for about like five years. Because yeah. I mean, my my thing is like I hate loose ends, and it's like you know if there's something that like something weird happens, I would like to at least some kind of closure about the thing because that was exceptionally weird. Yeah. So. Do you think he did that to the guy? Do you no, think at no, one no. point the guy he, was telling you, comic no. be like, oh, you don't want to buy that Michael Lemming book. Michael Lemming is in the store, looks up, and is like, I will find him and kick his well, ass. Well, I was having, like, like fan, I was having, like, you know, I was kind of imagining, like, him coming up to my door and being like, you know, you talk, talk shit about my book. Repeated panels? What about repeated beatings? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So but, what happened? So I go to school in Boston, like, my freshman year, about, like, what, five years later. Michael Lemming's at a local convention. And I was like, I need to get my closure now. Gotta get oh, it. Shit. Oh shit! So wow. I go there and I just say, like, look, man, I know this is gonna sound weird, but <laughs> you know, a couple years and I ago. and I told him that story, and he was like, man, I I've never been in a fight. I've never even been to <laughs> upstate New York. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure you would kick my ass. And is that like, comic store still open? You think? No, the I mean with the psychotic owner. Well, here's the funny thing too: is I actually talked. The owner to, killed thirteen people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he killed something. thirteen people. You know, he was that guy. No, but I talked to another the guy. Wolverine, <laughs> he goes crazy. <laughs> they they actually said like he probably was crazy actually because I talked to somebody else in like another town with like, this regular store I went to and I told him the whole story and they're like you know he he really like he's got some issues like he got some problems. <laughs> People gave him like pubic hair as money. And yeah. He counted it normally and put it. When in the I uh, said, thank you. Have a good day, sir. When I uh when I ran that comic store behind the when I was behind the counter of that comic store back in Austin it was my first job. Uh, there'll be some crazy shit that happened, but it was always from the customers. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, like I had a guy threaten me because I didn't have his co- his copy of like Gen 13. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like. I, uh, let me just be upfront about this. I was a pretty bad, lazy employee, right? And <laughs> just, I mean, just, I'm put, in high school. Put it out there now. Yeah. I'm reading a comic. Guy comes up. I can see him out of the corner of my eye, and uh, I, I just didn't want to deal with the guy. And he's like. Do you have any copies of Gen 13? And Gen 13 was like a hot book. Yeah, right? it was huge, right? man. You, you were three. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I go, and I go. Uh, uh, I mean, I, people have been asking for Gen 13 all week. We we're out. Yeah. Right? That, I, 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 was J. Campbell uh, at that point? Or? It was the, no, it was still Jim Lee. It was still it, Jim I mean, Lee. It was the beginning of Gen 13. It was the, it was the hot book. That's J. Campbell. That was what got him big. Danger Girl. No, before no, that was the, like this Danger is Gen Girl. 13. That's Jason Gen, Campbell's book. But like okay. Gen Thirteen led to Danger Girl. Okay, so so this is the hottest Gen Thirteen was, right? And correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm pretty sure it was Jim Lee, and uh, and and people are you know buying the they bought the hell out of it, and I know we don't have any, so I'm lazy and I'm reading a comic book and I just hear this voice, "You got any Gen Thirteen? <laughs> and I go, uh, "No, sir, we're all out." Without looking up. Are you sure? <laughs> I guess so. We've been out for a couple of days, but we'll, we'll get some more next week. Not even going to check. <laughs> no, sir. I know we're all out. Then all of a sudden I hear this, <clears throat> and I'm like, I look up at the guy, looks me dead in the eyes, lowers his sunglasses, and goes, Remember me? And walks out. <laughs> Big motherfucker. Big urban motherfucker. <laughs> wanting his Gen 13. All he says, Chills me to the bone, looks into my soul, and says, Remember me. And walks out. That guy's gonna show up on your wedding day. I thought yeah. he was gonna crash his car through the fucking yeah. window. That's like, that's like, 10, 13. That's like Terminator, basically. It was you know, Terminator I'll, I'll, like, I'll be back, you know? That's amazing. It was like, Remember me. For Gen Remember 13. Me. Was, he like, was he like looking up and down, like, kind of like getting. Gen 13. Out of that entire situation, guess what? Nobody remembers. Gen 13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is still my girlfriend's favorite comic. Is it really? Yeah. Remember me. 
We should hook him dun, up dun, with dun, Leah. Dun, dun. <laughs> he didn't understand like you do. <laughs> Brian Gilmore never understood the beauty of Gen 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pours mayonnaise on her. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, this oh, guy's. I think. I think by now we all know Tom Pinchuk is a for real guest here on Geekscape. The conversation's flowing. Uh, no movie to review this week. The movie that came out was the uh, the one directed by that dude who did Taken last year. Uh, from Paris oh, with dude, Love. Oh, Bibiani. Bibiani uh, went to see this movie. Night. It's called From Paris with Love. It's Fuck got that. John Travolta's Rubberhead. It's got John Travolta in it and this guy, John Reese Myers. And John Travolta, like, I get, I, I, maybe he's like overweight or something, but they put him in all this baggy clothing in the yeah. movie. No, uh, there's actually a list online uh, of a uh, list of uh, John Travolta makeup hair uh, that made action movies into comedies. <laughs> well, supposedly this one is... Shit like Battlefield Earth, Swordfish. I saw that list and, and Bibiani said uh, this is a interesting failure. So... I don't see why he was so excited writer. about it. Like, dude, dude Taken was, take really, take was, take was awesome, was his man. favorite movie of last year. Yeah, but look at it. Look at I it. I love Taken, though. Well, no, I want to... No, no, no. I, lo- I love Taken as well. But look well, at it. It's a John Travolta, Jonathan Reese, like, almost like... And it, and it feels like, like they had a good script, they had a good movie going, but to get it financed, you need to attach a big name star. Yeah. That's where John Travolta comes in. And sometimes that happens with movies where the biggest cr- the biggest problem with the movie is the reason it got. Well, fired. I mean, but, but, like, but taking yeah. but taking less Liam Neeson probably right. I mean, they might yeah, probably. Well, that's fantastic. Liam Neeson's oh, fantastic. But I'll, I'll tell you, that, Liam Neeson isn't overweight. But I want I want to see I want to see Taken again. Okay? okay, I want to see. I got this idea for a sequel. Okay, it's called Taken Again. It's taken taken back. back. Taken Back. They're Taken Back. No, that's, right, that's number right. three. Okay. That's oh, number oh, okay, three. okay. Because okay. it's basically like okay. So the daughter, you know, they go through this whole ordeal because the daughter goes in Europe and she's following, was it U2 or what was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's she's U2 following some band, okay? So, <laughs> taken again, she goes to South South America following, like, Coldplay. Sure. Learns absolutely nothing from the first time. Okay. You know, just right, absolutely right. nothing. And, and, yeah, and Liam is just like, you know, we had that whole uh, that whole ordeal last time, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and she still doesn't listen. Right. And then you get the whole debacle again. Okay. <laughs> And just nothing is resolved because she's so just has learning. So you want three movies, same thing, different ethnicities. Right. Well, yeah. the, th- the third movie, he finally goes, forget it. Yeah, just I'm, I'm just short, like leaving her. Yeah, it's a short film. Yeah, it's a short film. It's a snuff film. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, speaking of best movies of the last year, the Oscar nominations came out. Uh, they're, they're posted on the Geekscape website. Uh, I can't name too many off the top of my head. Bibiani will be here next weekend to talk. In depth about the Oscars, he made it a point to see every movie that would be in contention. Uh, in contention, not even I mean, nominated. Dude, dude, he saw. He, I mean, he didn't know it was going to be nominated, so he went out and he saw like everything. That's like could, these right? grad students I remember who like used to like they make a point of going like the number one movie every week, regardless of like if hey, they wanted to see it or not. Bibiani will take your grad students and raise them. He is dedicated, isn't he? He's yeah, he de- really he's is. dedicated. And also unemployed, so. He's got some time. Hey. He's got the time. Uh, uh, passionate uh, is how I say it. But you know what You know what surprised me? <laughs> is you know they expanded the field to 10 for Best Picture They did. That's the coolest yeah. part. District for the first time District in like That's crazy, years. yeah. I, I was really surprised. District 9 is in there. I'm so yeah. happy about it. It's not going to win, but it's in yeah, there. At all. Like, uh, it's not even going to come close. But if it does win for anything, what do you think it would win for? Uh, Special effects, yeah. Even though no, it's got to go, well, it's it's up go up against, against Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. That's, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's in the hole for that Avatar. Sucks. There's no way. But uh, James Cameron is going up against his ex for the Hurt Locker for yeah. director. Yeah. And that's fucking awesome. I kind of want her to win. I totally want her to win. Columbia alum, baby. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, oh. too, is uh, somebody, uh, Bibiani was telling me that there was a um, Linda... What's her name? Linda Hamilton? One of his exes from Terminator? Oh, oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Linda Hamilton was uh, talking... Linda Hamilton was interviewing... Was talking about James Cameron as a husband. Oh, geez. And supposedly, you know... Before I guess she, I guess she wasn't I guess she wasn't that satisfied with it. But she said something about um, him as a father and a husband. And supposedly... The, I'm paraphrasing her quote. But it was uh, that, he, that he said, Listen, anybody... You know, any guy can do uh, can be a, a father or a parent. Only five people on this planet can do what I do. Jeez. Cameron said that. Yeah, supposedly Cameron said that. So I, I was like, "Holy shit! Who are those five people?" I'm guessing one's uh, <laughs> Kevin Costner. Yeah. Right. The other person is whoever directed Fern Gully. <laughs> the other person is whoever directed Pocahontas. 
And the other one is Ed Zwick, director of uh, Last Samurai. Yeah. And those people are people who exactly did what you did. <laughs> is that four people? Yeah, he's the fifth. Well, oh, okay. I, 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 so so out of those five, yes, they all made the okay. exact same movie. Right. So so I, I mean, you know, this is the stuff you learn being passionate about film. Well, you know, the, you know, if you want to, if you want a little tidbit about this, I mean, we're talking about mythology yeah. here, actually. You know, I'm surprised no one's really brought it up that like Avatar, pretty much, I'm pretty sure it started with the Ramayana. Which is like okay. the Hindu like epic. Well, nobody, text. nobody white's gonna know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Ramayana for the you know it's sort of like like the the Odyssey. For those like, of you currently not fasting for no reason. Yeah. Right. Oh shit. Piece oh, of shit. Holy crap. You're the reason VJ left. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Gilmore, the reason VJ left. Um. Yeah, the Ramayana. Uh, why? Well, it's not like I mean, it's not really that much of a, a parallel. But I'm pretty sure it's like the starting point. Okay. okay. So like in, in Hinduism, there's incarnations of the gods, and they're in their and they're blue, and they're well, not all of them are blue, oh, I know but that. like okay. Rama specifically is blue, and he's an avatar, an incarnation is an avatar of uh, Vishnu, and he's got blue skin. He's got long black hair and a ponytail, and he has what? What kind of weapon do you think he likes to use the most? Razor claws. <laughs> uh, a giant mech. A giant mech. No. Bow and arrow. Yeah. Oh, got it. Oh, okay. So there you and, go. And pterodactyls as well. Did he fuck a pterodactyl in the Ramayana? Because <laughs> in Avatar, he fucked a pterodactyl. Were all his friends cat Smurfs? <laughs> Were they cat Smurfs? I mean, did he fuck a horse and then a pterodactyl and then ditch the pterodactyl for a bigger pterodactyl? Oh, I mean, well, I mean, there is like Ganesh, who's like the, the he's like an elephant man. Yeah, I gotta read this Ramayana thing, man. Especially yeah. if he's boning every animal. Yeah, I actually uh, have to accept those one dollar pamphlets we get in Santa Monica. Yeah, oh, yeah, with yeah. The tambourines. Oh, so, geez. so, so if you, if it's all about banging, check out uh, Hybrid Bastards. His book will come out in hardcover. I'll, I'll uh, say this is great about like the thing I'll say about the hardcover though is like there's a really great graphic. They really got a great graphic designer here. Like I feel like so much cooler without having to do anything because they've given the whole thing a real slick sheen. Yeah, it's not your. It's like job. shit, man. Why did I even bother writing that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but they, they the, the thing that's really cool about it is like there's kind of like a graffiti kind of like golden sun ray splatter. <laughs> that's cool so it's like, the golden shower yeah there's like splatters all over the thing there's even like one point the logo has got like a little like you know flair to it yeah yeah it's got a little bit of in there and, and the thing I always said is that people whether they're consciously or unconsciously reading the book and understand why they're gonna feel like they need to wash their hands it's gonna be good uh, it's gonna be great you're gonna feel like you need to wash your hands we explained yeah. that it comes back around. No, it is. I mean, I really it is. I am so excited about that. Like, I'm just like, it's amazing that someone well, else could take you. Know. We got a new site coming up in March too, so we're gonna promote the the thing too. Cool. Uh, one one thing too. Uh, hold on, hold your question, Mr. Gilmore. One one other thing. Speaking of March, is uh, this movie that uh, I was interviewed for and Nar Williams was interviewed for, The People versus George Lucas. Yeah. It's like a it's like a it's like a diplomatic view. They take the the filmmaker doesn't put his view in it too much. Oh, well, I guess in editing you can say that, but... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Michael Moore doesn't put yeah. his interview... Yeah. But, uh, but they try to interview all sorts of people, different mixed media, yeah. short films and stuff like that, and they take all the, this view of George Lucas and they kind of put the pro-George Lucas versus the anti-George Lucas versus the... The mild... Like, mild ambivalent... <laughs> and that's premiering at South by Southwest in March. Uh, Gilmore, you had a question. Uh, yeah, what are the inanimate objects that uh, come back and uh, try and teach the father what's what? The story? main the main characters are Walter, who is a wall, wall. yeah, Carmine, who's a car vehicle oh. of some kind, yeah, is a car, Cotton, who who's is laundry, cotton. laundry, okay, Corey, who's who Corey? is an apple core. Oh, good call. Good call on the Gilmore. Check out the big brain on bread. Look at this guy uh, right here. Give this guy a no prize. <laughs> more, more movie news. Uh, Danny Boyle is producing a remake or a, a film incarnation of Judge Dredd. So. Judge Dredd is great stuff, man. Like I don't. The comic is amazing. Have you? Have You're you not read... talking about the fucking no, well, <laughs> Rob Schneider. Uh, that's the yeah. Was the a, comic. The is comic. The I love the comic. Well, Actually, his writer from Sunshine is is writing it. Well, that's cool, man. I'm well, excited that's cool, about it. Yeah. That'll end well. Dude, Sunshine was awesome. I liked Sunshine. Oh, even, even, Sunshine. Even when it got high concept at the end, I dug high. I dug it. At the but end. like, I, I'm I'm excited for that. Like, I think Judge Dredd is like criminally uh, criminally under underappreciated out of here. It's a comic. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, I mean, have you ever read like? I mean, 
Because I'm really convinced, too, that, like, the reason why, like, you know, uh, you know, Garth Ennis and Alan Moore and all these other British creators are so big is because they all cut their teeth in 2000 A.D. Well, there's that. Uh, I just saw Neil Gaiman speak at UCLA. Yeah. They did this UCLA Live events. Like, one of their next speakers is Harvey Picar, if you guys want to check it out. Yeah. Uh, and, um, awesome. Awesome yeah. writer. But you're right. The comics medium, 2000 A.D., has get, have given has given us so many great writers. Did he start there? I don't, I don't think Neil Gaiman started. There. I know he was a journalist. Like he was like a music journalist before. Wasn't but he? um, yeah. I mean, he said he was a journalist first uh, when he spoke. But basically, God, he would be. Could you yeah. think of 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 two thousand AD? Two thousand AD just doesn't. It's just not superheroes. It's like if it's like if you know what happened. It's it's that the the. Uh, what was the book, the uh, Damnation of the Innocent, or whatever it was? Seduction, the of, the Seduction of the Innocent. That yeah. that never happened in England. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, well, actually, so, so com- I, actually, it did actually. Like, I mean. <laughs> the comics were are able to be something that they weren't in the U.S. Yeah, but you know, I mean, the, the, the U.S. kind of narrowed themselves down to just superhero books. Yeah, and we we're the worst for it. Well, I mean, I, the thing I just yeah, I mean, I, it's always amazing to me like how some the people in the audience is just like you know they're they're willing to accept all this like fantastical weird stuff. As long right. as it comes from the two companies they've they've loved for years, you right. know. But like Judge Dredd, I think is really awesome because like they don't really make any bones about like trying to make him sympathetic half the time mm-hmm. or like you know he's he's pretty much just like on all the time. He's he just is the law. Yeah, and I mean, I, the, but I, I say this too is like read Dread versus Death, which mm-hmm. is like is like one of the only projects that Brian Boland has done. It was like just beautiful like black and white art he's done. He he hasn't done really many two. Too many sequentials. He also did the Killing Joke. Okay. With Alan Moore, but like that book is like you really become. I think John Wagner wrote it. The reason why, like 2000 AD, I think why the the guys who've written for that made such a made, they made such a mark is because 2000 AD is an anthology. Right. So they force you to say you're not going to get 22 pages to go tell this story. You get eight or six or four or mm-hmm. two, and it's like you have to be able to make that work, tell a complete story, or make it part of like a, a larger. You know, a larger serial while each unit is self-contained. Mm-hmm. So they get very disciplined about pacing and about um, you know making exposition na- natural while still moving the thing along. Does that bring you back to your conversation about powers? Which is the reason I stopped reading <laughs> powers. Uh, you're right. American comic books seem to run long in the tooth a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, it's it's funny because it's like it's like you know you have two you have two spheres basically or two poles. You know, it's like on the one hand you have European comics like heavy metal and like mm-hmm. You know they do stuff a lot, like really, fa- you know, quickly paced too. And the other end of it, you have manga, which you know yeah. they stretch it out and make it very cinematic as much as they can because it's you know they have a lot more space to work with. But then again, it's also like they release these volumes that people just chuck in the. You know. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, talk about different cultures. Right. You know, in England, I mean, in Japan, it's like it's it's very much a part of the culture, and you have like businessmen reading like a manga volume. On the subway, and then when they're done with it, they just chuck it in the garbage. They chuck it in the garbage. Yeah, and then they go and buy used panties out of. (laughs) That is a myth. No, it's not. No, yes. He he grew up in Asia, and he can tell you that the used panties in the uh, yeah in the in the what are they? I looked everywhere. They have panties because they have everything in vending machines. You can get anything. Yeah, anything in vending machines. You can get anything in vending machines. How do you know they're used? Did you try them? Did you open They're it up crusty. and see They're a bunch a of crust? Yeah, a little, a little crusty, right? Seriously, though? I mean, I know that, I, I mean, I wasn't exactly looking for that. There you go. When there I was there you go. Yeah, it's a myth. Out of the two people in this conversation, he's the one that wasn't looking for them, Gilmore. Yeah, well, exactly. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's a myth. I wanted to see if it was true or not. Yeah. I, Why don't you look for a fucking Yeti instead? <laughs> he's like... He's like that's the myth that you want to fucking bust? Have you seen their porn? It seems plausible. Oh, man. (laughs) I think the word is hopeful. Hentai. (laughs) Gilmore was like, it's hopeful that they'll put panties. Well, actually, I'll tell you you another funny thing, too, is because, like, when I grew up in Asia, I got to play a lot of video games that never made it stateside. Like, actually, some really good ones. If, you know, anybody out there, go look up a game called The Outfoxies in a RAM, and you'll see a really awesome game that really did not make it over here. What was it? It was really awesome. It was a fighting game where you played like like over the top assassins, but you fight it in like a big cross section of a building, like and okay. it was like but it was incredibly detailed. So like the idea. What was like, it played on? Is it an arcade? It was cabinet? an arcade game. Okay, but like it was like, it was the same thing as like this elevator action remake they did, but it was like you know 
a lot of it was like it was sprites but it was incredibly detailed sprites but so like you'd be fighting against each other and like you know there was one level where you fight in an aquarium and a bomb goes off this giant whale that's on top falls down cracks this uh cracks this uh tank that you have a bunch of sharks in the whole thing starts to fill up with water the sharks spin or go around while you're trying to fight your enemy Holy shit! How it, recent is this game? This was like ten. This was maybe like thirteen years ago. And but the game, do you think might hold up? I Here, had a lot ago? of fun when I got. I played a RAM of it, a ROM, ROM, RAM, what is a ROM, it? ROM, yeah. a ROM of it. When I in an emulator, it was still holds up as being like ridiculously awesome. What was it called? Maxi the Outfoxies. The Outfoxies. Yeah, it's, an, it's, it's one of those, it's one right. of those like it's one of those like Japanese titles that definitely would have been changed, <laughs> right? If it came to the U.S. But anyway. My, where I was going with that was is that I remember there was one game is like they're really big on puzzle games you know in Asia right. too you know yeah. like you know because they're smart yeah yeah they're, they're smart <laughs> but you know they had like you know bubble bubble and so on one of the games they had was like it wasn't really like a hentai game I'd say it's more of a cheeky game no this was in arcades too yeah I okay. had played an online game where you have to bang a chick by yeah, but this is in like this is in the arcades. It was on the Geekscape forums way back. Okay. Yeah, but you'd have like some some pretty girl going like this, and she'd have her dress on, and her her dress would be divided into like squares. Yeah, and you play it. Yeah, and you'd no, but yeah, you you pay you play this bug, and you'd have to like you know you know get this. Yeah, we have that save side. It's um it's a that's a pretty old school arcade game is where you have to what what's it called where you have to cut no you have to cut off parts of the screen to reveal it and it's getting. It's getting smaller, and there's, there's like a like a like a danger thing yeah. floating around that you can't let it hit your yeah, butt. Yeah, yeah. Right. But it was like 3D too, and like when you oh. got done, you'd be able to like you know you know slow motion for me. You know, <laughs> she got going, she'd be going through all the poses, and you'd be able to like zoom in. And yeah, zoom out. yeah. But that was, I mean, that was yeah. what I remember about about Asian arcades. It was like yeah. you'd have this game really like the... really sticky floors. I think I think we're gonna stick to the Outfoxies. That's that game. Look up the Outfoxies. I mean, it was you and like the you know, the characters you play as like you play as twins. You play as like basically like Stephen Hawking is one of the, like the guy like you basically play as Stephen Hawking. Aren't video games supposed to make you play people you want to be? Or I mean, I'd like to have his mind. Yeah, but, but I mean. That's yeah. not what you have in that game. And like, yeah, you play as like a chimp in like an outfit too, like bubble, like Michael I'm Jackson's bubble. Yeah, I'm playing this game. Look, look <laughs> it up. Look it up. It was, um, we're all playing the outfoxies. Guys, if at the end of this episode you do not have your uh, Tom Pinchuk fix, Tom just got picked up as a as a writer for Comic Vine. That's right. Woo! So go check it. Go check out his column on Comic Vine. Is it daily? Is it weekly? What is this? Daily. daily. Five articles a day, basically. Now. Jesus Christ! Really? Good That's a that. haul. Comicvine.com. Yeah, comicvine.com. Yeah. It's uh, one of the biggest. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't really look at all at the stats, but it's definitely like it's a it's, big comic book. It's book. huge. I mean, they've got like a huge community, and I have had the greatest time being there so far. Like, basically, it started off because I did an interview with them at Long Beach, and I guess I made enough of an impression on them that, mm-hmm. and then we also. <laughs> Those fuckers didn't let me karaoke, and I was gonna karaoke, and they fucking didn't let me karaoke, and I don't even know why I came down here. <laughs> it was the it was the sympathy vote, yeah. Karaoke. Hey man, you want an article on Comic Con? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm doing that now. Like, I'm, I'm actually the only one on the website right now who doesn't have an alias because I figured, you know, a name like Tom Pinchuk, that's you know, I always tell somebody it's like if I ever there is the, the problem like getting a stage name, like, I think like Pinchuk is. Crazy enough, right. ridiculous enough that. Tell the three ancestors of yours who had that name and fought gloriously on battlefields that you'd be here. They, disrespecting their surname. No, uh, it's awesome, man. I'm proud of him. That's who comes up and yeah. asks for the mice templar. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have mice templar? Uh, guys, over at uh, Fox, it looks like they're really trying to hold on to this Daredevil franchise. They're, uh, they're, start, they're trying to put together a Daredevil reboot. They've uh, hired some guys to write it. Uh, what did he write before? Um, I, I don't know, man. I wasn't into it. I read the story and I was like, oh, they got that guy to write it? Okay. Gen 13. <laughs> uh, if anything gets lost oh, in the that, ether, see, that, that was the thing. I remember. That's why he told you to remember him. Yeah, because remember 15 me. years later, he'd be writing the Daredevil movie. I did remember him. Yeah, though. I know. Uh, they are going to get into a horrible car accident. Yeah. Someone's going to pull you out and right before you go unconscious, you're going to see one person. And it's he's going to be. He's going to go. 
got my Gen 13 now. <laughs> <laughs> he, ro- he rolls me into a ditch. Well, that's like that's like Taken, isn't it? Remember yeah. when he tells him, like, you know, it's like, good luck, you know? And he comes back and he gets <laughs> him to say good luck. <laughs> uh, speaking of sequels and reboots, it uh, looks like Fast and the Furious is getting ready for a fifth installment. No. Right now they're calling it Fast Five. Okay. I'll be there. Yeah, I like that. I'll I be like there. That. I won't. I haven't been there since two. So. Well, I'll, the Tyrese one. You're right. It doesn't two. get better. Two best of Tyrese. Tyrese Gibson's Any movie Fast that and Furious he's starring in. Legion. Did Le- you know Legion was starring Tyrese? I didn't know it was... I thought it was called Tyrese Gibson's Legion. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, so Tyrese... Gi- so hopefully this is Tyrese Gibson's Fast Five and they bring him back. <laughs> um... You know what I got excited about the Super? You know the Super Bowl commercials. Uh, I love the Super Bowl. Oh commercials. yeah, yeah. yeah I love you, you, sometimes there's a sneak peek at some of the movies that are coming out this summer. Yeah. M Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it saw that good. trailer, guys. If you're not watching uh, The Last Airbender, the, this Avatar: Last Airbender Nickelodeon series, really get into it. I'm I'm seriously the thinking now. The trailer got me kind of excited, especially when I noticed that the flying bison is in the background of one of the shots. Now, many kids will call bullshit because you have to watch really carefully. Totally have to watch carefully yeah. at around seven like to nine frame, seconds. Frame by frame Seven by to frame. nine seconds in that Super Bowl spot. That's... Look in the upper left of your screen and you will see a giant bison, <laughs> a giant flying bison dealing some damage. That's now, it. you see mostly the wing. Yeah. He doesn't have wings. You see, that's his tail. Oh, his beaver, his beaver tail going. Okay, because it looks like a wing. Yeah, it, it's, you know, dealing, I mean, it's dealing some I damage. I never, I never watched the show. I mean, like it was. Uh, I, I thought it seemed kind of cool, but I never really got around into it. But like, I think this looks pretty awesome. What actually, if they like, gave him wings. How dare? No, no. How dare you? Start. start I mean, start at episode one and watch it. it. It's, it's a, it's, it's my favorite children's show, uh, at least in the last 10, 15 years. I. I is it like? Is it, it, it was, was it so like a, immersive? Laura and I just knocked them out. Was we, it we a dub them. show? No, it was a. It was a. It's a Nickelodeon U.S. produced show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, take that, panty people. Wow, really? <laughs> really? Take that, people really? in the vending machine. Uh, we got one that was quality. Uh, Lost Six. Lost Season Six started up. It yeah. Had plenty of mysteries. A couple solutions. Look, sounds like they're starting to tie some things up, and they've also revealed that people in the island, no karate. Uh, it's just an eight right? You find out that there are well, that the a other bunch of others the other no others karate. no karate, yeah, and uh, and have magic pools and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't seen uh, a lot of Lost, go ahead and. Um, Catch up. I, I, this is a good show. At this point, you can't at really this, talk about the show, show without giving away a lot. Yeah, huge spoilers. So, guys, there's a. If you guys are into Lost, jump in the discussion on the Geekscape website, the Geekscape forums. But man, I would love to talk to the, talk to you guys about this. Uh, what I'm, I, what I'm I, digging it. What I so love this, is I was watching it with Bibiani and his buddy Adam, and you know, all grew up on comics and mm-hmm. uh, whatever, and. Uh, <laughs> And the second, and big spoiler, but the second that uh, they see, oh shit, it didn't work, but then you cut to some people in a, you know, the same characters in another dimension. Right. It's like... Another dimension? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Or an alternate timeline. Well, or, an or alternate timeline, whatever but at this point, where a lot of people are confused, we're all almost in unison, we're like, oh, multiverses, okay. <laughs> all right. That, that is the advantage of watching a show like this from Geeks. Uh, remember, <laughs> yeah, everyone's what, like, "What the fuck is that?" Like remember, the whole show. Remember, J.J. Abrams and Damon Lindelof started off, and they said, "You know, what? we wanted to do a time travel show, but we couldn't do a time travel show for the for the mass populace of America without tricking them into it." You think that it's oh, a, yeah. you think that it's a survival on an island show? It's like, it's like putting the broccoli slowly, in your burger. <laughs> yeah, you put the broccoli in your burger. Yeah. After a while, you, you find out that. You know, this is a, this is actually a, a, a hardcore sci-fi show, but we all thought it was a survival thing. And uh, well, wasn't and that now like, the sci-fi is just cranking, I'm, and everyone in America loves it. Well, wasn't yeah. it originally supposed to be like Survivor, like the the show, basically? Or like well, I mean, Survivor, like you would think that it was like a Gilligan's Island, or the you know, when are these guys gonna get off the island type show? Now shit's hopping all over the fucking thing. Really, Tom, if you're not watching Lost, start at, start probably, at episode I one. I probably should, yeah. Start Tom, at episode one and start getting through. Multiverses. Be ready for some lo- mind-bending shit, man. I love man. that stuff, man. You know, be ready for some mind-bending stuff. Alternate versions. You know, there's there's a, there's an alternate version of me. There's an alternate version of you out there somewhere. With how can you... But how can... Yeah. Oh, you've seen the version of me with a beard. It's not a pretty much. <laughs> you know, I was rocking a mustache, actually, like about a month ago. So glad you didn't come on the show then. <laughs> 
There was backlash, man. I was like, why? You think? Why was like a child rapist? You look like a child rapist. You guys didn't even see it, man. I I worked. I can see it right now. Tom, you're bordering on child rapist now, and you don't have a mustache. (laughs) Look at your haircut. Look at you. I work for your dad. I'm supposed to pick you up after school. Uh, <laughs> speaking of alternate timelines, tell time me line. the secret code. No, he told me it's too important. Speaking of alternate hey, well, timelines, you're you're a Terminator fan, oh, and, yeah. and there's talk about the Terminator rights being up for sale, highest bidder, who's oh, gonna geez. buy it. Lionsgate is in the running. All sorts of companies are in the running. You're why are you still a, a Terminator fan? I mean, did you know T2 why? is my all-time favorite movie? Okay, with 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 reason. It's good. It's good. I mean, like That's I've fine. seen the thing a hundred times. Like I saw like you know the Ultimate Edition, the Extreme Edition. I watched everything on there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know my job's longer. Okay. Oh. We can know. get we can get behind that. Yeah, but it's like so for me it was like when I was a kid I was dying to see you know cuz they they showed the glimpses of the future war and you're just dying yes. to see the future war in a movie, yes. right? Now, I thought T3 it was I don't think it was awful. It was inferior in every single regard to like number 2. But it wasn't awful. It wasn't. Think. It was entertaining. Right. I like. I think it was a good way to go get from like point A to point D. In terms and it, of and it serviced the storyline and got it to the point for the future. World. Yeah, like they did, they did their homework. It wasn't like totally like you know mm-hmm. mixing up stuff with the mythology. But it, like yeah. But the fourth one, Terminator. I was so ambivalent about Salvation because it was like when they announced the thing was going to be made. I'm like, camera's not going to do this. I'm like, I'm really not excited about it. But then I saw the teaser. Yeah. And the teaser, if you guys remember, that thing was really good. Yeah, you know, like they got they got the music playing, and I liked it too it's because got a transformer in it. Yeah, yeah, um, but I the thing that got me was kind of like they had this they had this choice line where he's like, you know, in it. yeah, yeah, but they got this choice line, right? This is not the future my mother warned me about, you know. Right. And I was excited about that because I, I think that's a really cool premise because it's like you know John Connor's been like you know groomed his entire life. To know how things are going to play out, and that he's going to be like the savior of mankind, and like part of his power comes from the fact that he knows what the Terminators' weaknesses are before they're even built. Right. Like he knows what their design flaws are before Skynet even designs them. And I was thinking, wow, that'd be a really awesome premise if like you put that guy in the future, and then it's different than what he was told it was going to be, mm-hmm. and you take that away from him. What is he? You know, that, yeah. you know, I thought that was a really rich premise. And at the beginning of the movie, he starts out as almost like That's a grunt, cool. right? Yeah. You know what? The way you, the way, the way you he described it, the way you describe it, I want to see it, Tom cool. Pinchuk's Terminator. Yeah, I want to see, I, I, I want to see Terminator uh, like inner space style through your eyes. Yeah, I want to see your Terminator. I, I want to see it too, man. Put me, put my, put my, put my head in the ring for number five, man, because I would, I. I, I yeah, it's like I mean, look, I mean, like as a I ride, think they should find a machine and then they just jump back to where well, Terminator I, Four started and Terminator Four never happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like I, I, you know, I can be, you know, I can be on the fence. You know, like you know about like not getting too out there about like other franchises. Like Terminator was something that like I just loved that movie so much that like I really wanted to see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Part of you died that Part, day. Yeah. Well, it was just it was just so frustrating because it's like of all the things you could do with this right mythology, right? Like, I think, and the thing that was frustrating about it is that they got some things really right, you know? The T-600s looked awesome, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and then they, 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 they totally played up on that fact. The idea of, like, John Connor having to save Kyle Reese, mm-hmm. when, you know, and then Kyle Reese has to go right. save Sarah, and then Sarah has to go save John, I thought that was ingenious. But then it's like, you have all this time about Marcus Wright, and it ends up being that yeah, he's just, like... Yeah, it was a shared protagonist problem, like, a, like at the prequels, and, yeah. and you end up with this mess, you know, you don't know where to follow. You don't know where the tension is. You don't know where the drama is. Well, you don't I know was who just like, is. yeah, and I was just kind of like the thing that got me about it too. It's just like you know, you could have done all this stuff with the mythology. And like by the end of it, it was like, it was such like a modestly scoped, right? You know, the, the, the scope of it was really that modest. Like it gets down to like a heart transplant, right? And that's the big, that's the big. So rub when and, you remake this Terminator retardation into Terminator Tom Pinchuk's yeah, salvation, yeah. One big question comes to mind: Are you keeping common? Is, is common part of your future Only Terminator. if he does the theme song from the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Terminator's coming at you from the future. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Crystal. I don't know what... I don't, I don't know rap. See, I miss Common the... is much more of an intelligent hip-hop yeah. artist. Oh, no, what, what, is Tom, what is Common like? What's a good time? I don't know any of the songs. What are some of the he, songs? He sings Play your cards, right? The struggle, fighting the future war against the Terminator, going to get you. There you go. You wake up in the night and the Terminator Transformers pulling people. Now making a rack war metaphor. And then 
Bush started all this shit. There you go. I don't know. That's fine. That okay. works. Okay. And then okay. Will I Am comes and does a bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's also very powerful. And Wolverine, yeah. I mean, I was like, why, why wasn't Boom Boom Pal the theme song of Wolverine? It's like, it always just, you it know. It might as well It might as well have been. Like, why, you know? Yeah, Tom, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you don't watch a lot of Geekscape. We don't call the Wolverine movie the Wolverine movie. We call it The Adventures of Jimmy Logan, the man known as Wolverine. <laughs> because that shit was not a Wolverine movie. Okay, you're obviously speaking of the man named Jimmy Wolverine. The misadventures, the misadventures, of James misadventures Logan. Of Jimmy, Jimmy Logan, Wolverine Jimmy Logan. of the army, Wolverine of the origin, or how it. <laughs> so, guys, well, how are we doing we on time? Change it every time. We're at Forty-five. <laughs> um, real quick, let's talk a little bit of comics, guys. Uh, we we've been we you know we knock uh, about how Brian Michael Bendis likes to write a lot of dialogue this and that. The guy's a machine, man. I, like I think <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, you can diss him, you can miss him, whatever. Uh, the guy's a machine. He writes yeah, a zillion I mean, books a month, and sometimes a zillion books a month is to your detriment. Like, he, and in la even last week, I was on here talking about his new Avengers and his Dark Avengers and how um, he did this one-off. In the Dark Avengers recently about how Robbie Reynolds, the Sentry, you know, he turns him into a meth addict, and then you see this. He's, darker, a, he's a meth addict. Yeah, I mean, you're like, what's he doing with this Sentry character? Because the Sentry character almost shouldn't belong in the Marvel universe with these street level characters like Captain America and Wolverine, Iron Man. These are real people. I, I always thought that was like mean? a tough. That was a tough miniseries a to tough follow sell, up because that was just like the Superman guy in here, and really the only people he can go up against are maybe Thor and the Silver yeah. Surfer, maybe the Hulk. The Sentry just doesn't seem like he... He's way out of the league of any of these people who can do anything yeah. in the Marvel Universe. But here's Bendis, and he keeps showing, no, there's a darker side to him. No, he's he's schizophrenic. No, he's battling this inner demon called the Void. He's also the Void. You know, and, and the Void, you know, he bleeds into the X-Men books because he infected uh, Emma Frost, and, and she has to keep her, her crystal form, or the Void will take her over. The Void's arguably, like, one of the most powerful... Right, he's huge. Ever. He's like the Beyond or some yeah. shit. So I'm like, but, but at the end of the day, I want to hear about these human heroes, especially when you got Siege. And Siege is this storyline that's starting right now where, like, like, uh, you know, Asgard is on Earth, and they're tr in, in the Green Goblin, this guy, Norman Osborn, wants to get it out of there. So he's throwing all of the hammer agents in the U.S. You know, he's, 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 yeah. he's throwing all the Dark Avengers against Asgard, and he's getting all the heroes to invade Asgard. And so you got Asgardians versus, you know, heroes. And, um... And this is in the heroic huge. age. It's huge, right? All Oliver Koipel's artwork is incredible. Yeah, it's yeah, supposedly the basis for the new Thor movie. Like his artwork. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like is they, they release like that stuff for like, the, the cartoon, right? I mean, he's dressed that this way too. Oliver Koipel stuff is amazing, and on Siege is amazing. And, and Bendis is being very careful about the writing here, man. He's not just running at the mouth like sometimes, but still, you've got this storyline about the Sentry. The Sentry is. The one, I mean, you got Thor in this. You got the Sentry. You got Norman Osborn and Captain America. Those are kind of your central characters in this siege storyline. And uh, Ares is also yeah. a god. Yeah. But as I know. But he, yeah. but he, I mean, but he's a Greek god, not an Asgardian god. Still, he's got respect for the gods. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I'm not gonna fight Thor, and I'm not gonna fight the son of Odin. I'm not gonna Norman Osborn. If you're lying to me about invading Asgard, I'm gonna be pretty fucking pissed. So, in those words, in the and that's what he says. Yeah, he in, goes, in he goes, the comic, yeah. You're lying about me. The one, the one. I'll, I'll follow you, Norman Osborn. I'll lead you. I'll lead your invasion of Asgard. But if you're lying, you're going to hear about it. So midway through it, yeah. he's beating up on Baldur, who's the king right now of Asgard, because Thor's got thrown out. All right, yeah. he's he's fighting Baldur. Baldur's always right? the one who gets beat. And Baldur, I love Baldur's my favorite Asgardian because he just gets dumped on. He's a little Gilmore of the, of yeah, the he's Asgardians. Yeah, he's a Gimli. <laughs> he's the guy you want to see him succeed, but you know he probably won't. And he's gonna cause Ragnarok. Yeah. And and he's gonna cause Ragnarok. It's not gonna fall down on his head. Right. And then and then you've got the other guy uh, who the All Seer. What's his name? The badass. Um, there, there's one. There's one Asgardian, and his power is that he can see everything, and you know that his word is impeccable. Oh. Mid battle. You know, you've got Ares fighting Baldur mid-battle. Gotcha. This, this dude says, Ares, you're making a mistake. Norman Osborn lied to you. Ares sees it for a fact and says, Norman, we have words, right? Ares is like, I'm going to fucking nice. take, I'm gonna there take you go, out brother. Norman Osborn. It's what we've been waiting for since Norman Osborn got put in charge, right? Yeah. Norman goes, sorry you feel that way. Sentry? 
And the Sentry versus fucking uh, Ares, just they're punching oh. holes in buildings. See that? Going see that? See that's why. Big against big. Ares is like fucking getting taken out, and he's the Sentry. The Sentry is like fucking. He's got the power of a million exploding suns. He's all this, and he's off his rocker. Yeah. That's the biggest problem with the Sentry. He's off his fucking rocker. He's he got dissociative crazy identity right yeah. now. He's crazy, and Norman Osborn's using him as a fucking dog, just fetching him on everything. And he and Ari and Aries are going fucking back and forth, and this is great, guys. Really, if you're into comics, yeah. the Siege storyline—it's coming out weekly. It may be worth getting into, if only for Oliver Coipel's artwork. I gotta tell you, man, what happens in this comic? I go, <gasps> and then I flip back. I read the lead up again. I looked at it. It's disgusting. So it's it, violent. So it's a, it's a gasp. It's, it's a gasp every print. No, I haven't. Gotten Holy gone. shit. Uh, some of these guys got taken off the board is all I gotta say is like huge and I don't think this is something like in Blackest Night where Kyle Rayner dies for one mm, yeah, and comes for back. one issue and then comes back this is where uh, they're gonna have a tough time bringing this character back man they got another but, but it's He's not, not like Falcon, he, right? it's, it's not like somebody like laying there players. it's not like somebody laying there dead and you're like oh they can still resuscitate him oh they're gonna have to find pieces like <laughs> and it's one big splash page and you're just like Nice. I don't know how they're gonna bring him back. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Yeah. And it's in Do you read awesome Invincible? detail. Can, can you whisper it to me so they don't know? No. no. <laughs> uh, Invincible is amazing. You read Invincible? This Robert Kirkman writing book. Uh, Are you kidding? That's like arguably you the get best in, get superhero. That is the best superhero comic being written right now. Well, when your book sells a million here in March, when it sells a ton, and, <laughs> and you're, you're being lavished with gifts and uh, women. No, but Invincible uh, does that. Invincible, Invincible gives you panels. That are just even if they're villains, it's like devastating to see oh, like the their violence. guts, yeah. their guts. Like it's characters that you've come to know and kind of love, and like okay, these villains are funny, but like when shit goes down, and this, like this people's skulls too, go into their eyes. Like Siege Two, I was blown away, and now Captain America is entering the fray, and you're like, how's Captain America going to take these guys out? Like how is Captain America going to take these guys out? And then you remember he took out Thanos. Yeah, that's a cool part of Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, that. There we go. Thanos. That's a cool part of Captain America. He can Doesn't do that because that's who he is. Yeah, that was great. Um, you know, as long as one man stands, you know. When's too. Joe Johnson gonna announce who's playing? Captain I mean, America? That, was, that was one of the articles I did this week because he was teasing about it. They said like he's working on the pre-production on it, and then he's going to this be... this Captain America movie. Like, when's it, when are we gonna get our Captain America? That's... And why isn't it John Hamm from the fucking from uh from uh Mad Men? Mad Men. That's Captain America. He's got yeah. the chin. He's got the chin. Throw him some blonde. That's John Hamm. I'm just like it's kind of funny because they were saying like the thing he was talking about is like they're gonna be basing it off of like the World War II stuff, yeah. but it's like I mean I think that makes sense. I mean I hope they base it off like this uh, this Fabian Nichiza. Yeah, Nichiza. I don't yeah, know. How to I, I, I was, and, and Kevin McGuire did like a really criminally overlooked uh, uh, retcon miniseries in about like '91 or '92. Captain called, America. Yeah, it was an origin. It was like a man of it was like Man of Steel origin thing. It was like beautiful Kevin McGuire like fully painted art. Mm-hmm. And um, it was basically like Captain America the movie. Okay. And I like I hope they take a page from that because it's like I think that was a really it was a really good serial kind of like the same tone as like the Rocketeer like a little more of like a classic. Yeah, tone. Joe, Joe Johnson's movie. Joe Johnson's back. Yeah, I mean I thought he was a really great choice to do it. I mean he's got like the well, kind Joe of Johnson's got this movie that's coming out this week, The Wolfman. And I will kill all of you. <laughs> things are not looking good, man. This movie's been delayed. This movie's been I don't know what's it's going a on. Great trailer though. It's got a great trailer, but let's the trailer, hope the just is good. The tra- I mean, the movie looks okay, but the trailer itself is amazing. Joe Johnson. I mean, guys, Rocketeer is one of the... It holds up. It holds it up today, too. straight up holds up. Uh, October Sky. I'm down with Joe Johnson. Jumanji. Jumanji. Joe Johnson's my guy for Captain America. Let's just see who Captain America is. I just think, like, I mean, we're getting down to the wire here. That movie's supposed to come out, like, next year, right? I and mean, John Hamm, like, he's not too old. If you got Robert Downey Jr. as the Iron Man, you're going to have John Hamm as Captain America. They should have... They should well, have similar well, ages. Well, maybe maybe there's a, there's a room for some kind of dashing unknown. Okay. <laughs> super, super action, man. Uh, we just don't... You know what I mean? Like, this whole Hollywood thing of going young because we turn, want to turn it into a franchise. Again, look at Liam Neeson and Taken. He's like 60-something just rocking motherfuckers. He's too old. Um, <laughs> like Clint Eastwood in uh, Gran Torino. <laughs> Gran Torino. Yeah, fucking nips. No, we've still got to get out of Dark Knight Returns with mm. him before he dies. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Clint Eastwood in, uh, in the Dark Knight Returns. Um, 
Guys, video games. Uh, we were talking about film franchises. AVP. Oh, this Alien vs. Predator video game. The franchise everyone wants to see keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a video game would be badass. And we saw a little bit of E3 where you play as a Predator, you play as an alien, you play as a RPG, Marine. Don't we? I mean, those first games were awesome, man. Uh, like, the arcade ones? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> With the Capcom ones, you're just like, you're just like wrecking <laughs> like a hundred. But, but I downloaded this demo. The demo's out for this AVP, and you can really only play death matches online. It takes like 10 minutes to load a game. Like, supposedly, they're trying to fix the bug, but I was excited to put a Predator, like, claw through some dude's face. Yeah. Or, like, rip off his skull and his spine and hold it up like a trophy and then get shot by somebody who I wasn't paying attention oh, to. Oh, you, like, you skip straight to the multiplayer then, or...? The, the demo's only multiplayer, but uh, I guess Sega came out with the, with the you know, knowledge that the, the demo's broken. I just remember, like, the single player for the first ones that you ever played is, like, the alien was freaky stuff because like they did they did, had there was no interface and they did like some really like like yeah it was like moody lighting it was all like sound effects like it was a freaky game to play i mean it was like Gilmore, you you uh when you wake up in the morning you're in a cocoon like state what is <laughs> yeah. that like breaking out of like a like a hardened egg it's just sticky. Set? is sticky. there like is there you like have to shower every day is there goo that sticky. comes out as well or is it just dry you know? sticky and then, but you're usually in, in the carcass of whatever you fell asleep in, like the night before, right? <laughs> yeah. You harvest eggs and things like that. Well, you have to keep a backpack with new clothes. Backpack with new do clothes. Do you pop out of the belly, or do you, is there some other orifice? Whatever's open. open. Whatever's open. Whatever's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's open. I'm going to get this over to the uh, people at the medical center, and we'll continue tests. We're, we're going to save you. Don't okay. worry. We're going to save you. Thank you. Uh, speaking of, uh, of grossness and dark shadows, Bioshock 2 is the big game that came out this week. Uh, you guys, let us know if you've played it. I haven't played it. I'm still trudging through Bioshock 1. That's how your dedicated Geekscape guy is doing on his <laughs> video games, keeping up to date. Do you want, video do games you, are such a time and, and investment. You know are I mean? you a hardcore objectivist now? Uh, what do you mean? I, I, yeah, I, I like I like getting my achievements and stuff like that. But no, no, I mean like like Randian, isn't it? Like that what? whole that whole that whole game is based on like Anne Rand's philosophy. I mean. uh, you know what? I haven't even gone that far in it, but I have heard of that. Yeah, I've well, heard of that. Yeah, I mean, that's. I, I thought that was like such a big part of the game, though, wasn't it? Or? Guys, I'm serious. I'm not even that far into the game. Okay. Because okay. I'm playing that. I'm playing some games on my Wii, playing some games on my DS. I love video games. It's just like, you know, they'll destroy you time wise. Oh, gotcha. Well, the one, the one I'm looking forward to the most, and I'll say this to everybody out there God of War 3. Oh, I can't wait for that. I. <laughs> Clear the schedule. That one is a clear the schedule I'll, game. I'll give you an idea about this, okay? And you'd think that Bioshock would be a clear the schedule game, but it's like, I was late to the party. Yeah. God of War 3 is a clear yeah, the yeah. fucking schedule game. I mean, I, that's another take on Greek mythology completely different than what I did, yeah. but I, you know... You can bang things in that game. Yeah. <laughs> and they're mini games too, they're mini right? games. You have to bang things you have in to. that game, actually. Ooh, Kratos. I, got, but I, but I, I sucked at that so much. Well, that fits. The I'll, first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like you, such you a couldn't, piece you of couldn't shit. perform. You couldn't, couldn't perform. perform. I was single and the then first and like time. really horrible. Like it was the worst time for me to be <laughs> shitty at video game sex. <laughs> the worst. Why does it have to translate world. to this? <laughs> well, I'll say this. Like I, I'm looking forward. You to followed me here. I'm looking forward to number two. Here. I, Why here? My temple. Sorry. Well, I'll say this about say this about number two. I'm not. I've never been like a, a PlayStation guy. Yeah. I I gave an Xbox game to my friend so I could borrow his PS2 and start an kind of blockbuster just so I could rent that game. <laughs> number two, it's just to fucking play. awesome. And I played it straight like that day, and just like when I was done, I was like, no, no more. You can't. Don't don't get sucked in. Because like mm-hmm. for me, that was the best movie of '07. Yeah, know, that was like for but, me. That yeah. was that was everything I wanted out of a blockbuster. But it's not got a war too. Hey man, yeah. you might get it. Clash of Titans. Yeah. If there's a fucking talking electric uh, owl in Clash of the Titans, I, I will like that movie. You like it? Yeah. I mean, if they bring back, I'm that sure they'll probably owl. have some kind of nod or something because, like, you know, that's we'll find out. What was the name of that owl? I didn't remember what it was. You remember? I mean, Geekscape is for yelling right now. They probably know, but what was the name of that owl? Well, I don't think a lot of them have seen it. I think they're yelling Hedwig right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, we got that. Um, yeah, I mean. I'm stoked yeah. for it. I put the demo at Comic Con, man. Like that thing, you rip some guy's head off and you see like the the you see, oh, it's uh, like Apollo's head off. Yeah, you know, at the very least, looks badass. Looks badass. Uh, so guys, Tom Pinchuk, what do you think of him as a guest? What do you guys yeah. think? What do you guys think? I think he was a great guest. What, what I like about some guests on on, on Geekscape is the they're order, dashing good looks. You, you can tell you can tell a good guest too because the order gets mixed up. Usually we go movies. Video game, uh, movies, this comics, video talk. games, and it's just a fucking talk, man. Talk. Mixing it all up. That's no, how we session. do it. On John, 
That's how we do it. We just talk about what we love, and Keep that is what loose. Geekscape is. We don't need little segments. We don't need little transitions. We just need interesting. We go. We go where the feeling goes, man. You know Passionate. why? 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 Why put a label on it? You know, you know what? When the tape stops, we're gonna keep going. Yeah. And I'm sorry about that. You guys can keep going too <laughs> on the uh, Geekscape website. The conversation never stops at the Geekscape forums. Go check them out at Geekscape.net. Uh, you can also pick up T-shirts. They're only ten bucks. I think that's, that's value, man. That is value. value. That is straight up value. Uh, we got T-shirts. We got conversation we got a chat room that sometimes works sometimes just kicks you out because we don't like you origin <laughs> x uh and just, that's just the way it out. works just go we've also got a facebook group if you go to uh facebook and search for geekscape you will find us or on you there. can go to facebook.com slash geekscape.net spelled out in the same way that you can follow us on twitter at twitter.com slash geekscape.net spelled out or view some of our hd content on youtube dot com slash geekscape.net wow, see how we're doing this that? is a walking fact right here right? How we're doing that it's all coming together uh for three years in three, it's all i had a grand plan that took three years in the making i am a failure not only here but in my actual life and my children do not talk to me i'm not allowed please can you sign my mouse card i'm not allowed back in my country without it <laughs> It all goes back to that Swedish loser. Jeez. And by Swedish loser, I mean the population of Sweden. Um, this guy does not sh- shop at Ikea. We will see. <laughs> Why would you shop at that fucking store? I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> will you buy a couch if you get free bus card? <laughs> it's signed. Um, Tom Pinjuk, thank you for coming on the show. We will see you guys next week with William Bibiani and his big Oscar guide, which I think you do not want to miss.